is the Two Half Squads, the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. Who are you? I'm Dave. And I'm Jeff. We are your hosts for an hour. This show is brought to you by the kind donations of listeners like Eric. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you, Eric. For a kind donation. What a guy. And many others, many other generous uh, donators. Is that the word? Donators. Yes, it is. Contributors. Yeah, contributors. So, great to be back. We are on episode number 73. Is this 73? This is 73. Wow. And the date is? July 10th-ish. 2012. Very happy to be here. Why are you so depressed, Jeff? I'm not depressed. Feeling good. About our attempt at... I'm feeling really good. <laughs> well, you're not cranky, Jeff. He wasn't yeah, cranky, well, Jeff, cranky. when I arrived I'm, here. I'm cranky he now. He was excited, Jeff, because we were doing a a live hangout. Do you not want to talk about this? Or Yeah. Well, well we tried a live hang, uh, Google Hangout, and it uh, didn't work. We think it got lost somewhere got in lost the somewhere. Ethernet. Yeah. So it was a little disappointing, but we're all excited to try it again. Yeah. Some other day. We will. We will get it to <laughs> stick in the yeah. YouTube, and you'll yeah. be able to access it there. Yep. And um, what else is new? Well, um, You're gaming see. Thursday? I'm gaming on Thursday. I'm very happy about that. I suddenly, uh, the big project that I've been working on with my largest client has sort of come to, a, not come to a close, but we're just at a point where I can have a little more spare time. And so I thought, hmm, what am I going to do with my spare time? Well, gaming. So I called, uh, or I wrote Mike, our friend Mike, and said, Mike, let's play some squad leader. And he wrote back and he said, yeah. So on Thursday, we're going to play. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to meet at Games Plus, which we don't normally do. Normally, we meet here at my house, but this time we're going to meet at Games Plus, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. You're going to make it public and let people see people playing ASL. That's right. We're going to show people that you don't have to play in your basement. You don't need to hide. You don't need to be ashamed. Just because you play squad leader. And what scenario will you be playing? Sir? We are going to be playing Beware the Hair, which is... Uh, we, it's are you trying to right insult in. me, Jeff? <laughs> no, why would I? I don't even know what you're talking about, Dave. Am I a reference to my bald head? Your pate? Your shiny pate? My shiny pate. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I can't help it, Dave. I, I don't pick the titles of the scenarios. I just pick the scenarios. So in, in my newfound vigor to play squad leader, I did a lo- little looking around the internet. I also had some extra coin in my pocket. It's always a good thing. And I thought, what am I going to buy? What am I going to buy? I can buy anything I want. What am I going to buy? And I thought, well, I, c- I can spend $15 and help support our friends down in Texas by buying the ASL Dos Equis Scenario Especial Texas Team Tournament 20th Anniversary Scenario Pack. And boy, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Yeah. And it's a handful of great scenarios. So I ordered that and ran out to the mailbox, and it was there practically by the time I got to the mailbox, which is pretty good. And it's 10 very nice scenarios printed on very nice paper. Very nice paper. Full color. We're not doing a visual show now. This is an audio show, but listen to this. That's nice paper. Well, it's done by the same printers that do Bounding Fire, and if if any of you have... um, Bought any of the Bounding Fire stuff. You know how nice that is. So high-quality stock, glossy, color, very nice. Good scenarios. 
they put these together as as tournament scenarios. So you should be able to play these within a few hours. And so Mike and I are going to be playing this, as I said, at a game store. It is this particular scenario is five and a half turns, and we're going to try to get it done in one evening. So what do you think? Can we do it? I think you can. Yeah. I'm hoping so. Now, it needs board 44 and 17. I have board 17. You're going to loan me board 44, which is awfully nice of you. I'm going to give you board 44 if I have it. I'm humbled by your generosity. Because I have four sets of boards. Originally, yeah, it's I had You're nuts. two sets of the cardboard boards, is that yeah. what we call them? Right. Original boards. Yeah. Because, you know, Passel, you want to have a duplicate set of everything around. Yeah. Then I got the... Um, Skinny boards, mm-hmm. and I got another set of boards. The skinny boards, the skinny, thin boards, yeah, the big thin, boards. We'll yeah, just the, say. Oh right. So who needs four sets of boards? Not me. Wow, so, Jeff, you should take them. I will gladly take those off your hands. Oh, and I guess this is kind of like what's in the box, isn't it? Well, I, we're kind of yeah. I guess we're right into it. I mean, it's this is kind of like like, like what's in what's the box. In the box. What's in the box? Well, it's the Texas ASL. Stuff. So there's 10 scenarios here. They're designed by Pete Schelling. Mike Senegan did several of these. Dan Preston did a couple. I want to get everybody's name in here because those guys did a lot of great work on this. Uh, who else? Another Pete Schelling. That's it. Those three guys. Dan Preston, Mike Senegan, Pete Schelling. Put all these together. And I'm looking forward to this. There's one. This looks really good. This is... Oh, no, that's not the one. Hold on a second. Dave, fill in. Do, do one of your hat tricks or something while I'm looking for a scenario. That's a hat trick. <laughs> Underwater. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you could make balloon animals or something. No, this looks good. The last gasp of the wacht. Um, um, watch on the Rhine. You know what this is? No, the watch on the Rhine. Let me fake my way. I think it was the German defense of the Rhine River, the Wacht on Rhine. I'm going to give that to you because I, because I'm I don't have my glasses and I can't read it. Where does it take place? This takes place in the uh, north of the Ardennes, January first, nineteen forty-five. So, uh, on, by I'm, the Rhine River, guess, by the I'm sure it's by the Rhine. Does it have Rhine maidens by in the it? Light of the, are there <laughs> encounters for yeah, Rhine maidens? Yeah, yes, there are. What I like about this scenario, this caught my eye right away. First of all, it's four and a half turns. Second of all, it's all armor. And oh. I don't know how many scenarios are all armor. I mean, I know Panther Prowls is one. Yeah, there aren't that there's many a couple. That are all armor. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of armor, too. Puma, so Puma Prowls. Puma Prowls. What did I say? Panther. Oh, they're all large cats. <laughs> I will take myself outside later and beat myself. With can a I watch? Stick. Yes, you can. But uh, so the Germans just have. Or nine, eleven. Eleven armor fighting vehicles, and the Americans have two, four, six, eight, ten. Ten. And this looks like fun okay. using board eleven and board eighteen. That could be a good armor training scenario. Yeah, I think so. Some people will say, oh, that's not a good way to learn armor. you got to mix infantry in with armor. Well, it's okay armor. to learn how to shoot okay. the tanks at each other. Yeah. That's just fine. Yeah. Um, I remember, Jeff, you said you didn't like um Exit victory condition. Yeah, a lot of time scenarios. I don't. Yeah, not my. They're, it's not my favorite because you just kind of get swept along the side or something. Yeah. Can I really mix up our show tonight? Sure. Since we're going from letters announcements 
The St. Louis ASL tournament is less than three weeks away. July 27, 29, 2012. The show should air by then. They're going to have a scenario list posted on the website. Mm-hmm. And Jabber site, I'll post link, and it contains the roar balance packing list for nationalities, boards and overlays, so you don't have to carry all your stuff with you to the tournament. Doug Kirk did another fine job with that list this year. They're asking us to get our hotel reservations soon. They'll be, need to be reserved by, well, by before this post, this post probably, but, um, and there's a t-shirt, uh, pre-register if you want to get a t-shirt, but you'd have to do that yeah, again, before this mayor, who knows? And uh, there are plaques for the top three places. Jeff Vital uh, made a model for the winner. Hundreds of dollars of raffle prizes, ASL bingo, barbecue dinner Saturday night, yeah. all included in the registration price. And we have never been, but we understand this is a great tournament, a lot of fun. And if you're within five or 600 miles, seven or 800 miles, 1,000 miles, whatever, a good one. Good St. One. Louis is easy to get to. If St. Louis is easy to get to for you, go to this tournament. Maybe you can see a cards game. Yeah. What's cards? Cardinals. St. Oh. Louis Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I love basketball. <laughs> My dad's a big cards fan. He grew up in St. Louis. And are we going, Jeff? Uh, we're not. Uh, not this year. No. You know, I. we should make it definitely on the calendar for next year. We next year. Yeah. And... This year we are going to go to... We'll be going to Gen Con this year. We have it on our calendar. Yeah, most definitely. And we're we're not going... We're going to room with a bunch of other guys. I think there's going to be like 10 of us stacked in a room like cordwood. That should save us some money on the... It's going to save us money. We're rent. actually going to have enough money to, to buy games. You going to buy any games? you have any plans? I Dave, don't think so. <laughs> clearing out things. Yeah. We're doing an eBay auction. Some of our wonderful kind donations from Bill... And on our podcast auctions, we still have the on all fronts. Right. I think it's the 40s that are up here that are sold on eBay. And we have a very large donation bid of $140. So you're going to have to top that, folks. Wow. To get those 10 issues. That is marvelously fantastic. So, as much as Jeff was really cranky last time, we are feeling some of the love. Right, Jeff. I have a. I. I almost feel like you don't even are. You're not even getting me. I'm, I understand I have, you well. I have n- no problem with our loyal listeners, our new listeners, oh, yeah, right. our casual I am listeners. Confusing that up, aren't I? I only have a problem with certain individuals and certain companies. <laughs> well, you're, so, you're right. I am. I mean, I, I, I love part. all of our listeners. We we always have a great time, and I love Advanced Squad Leader. I'm just cranky about the other stuff. And if have, you didn't listen to the last show, listen to it because it's a real treat. And you know, we do have some more auction material. Sweet, but I think I left it at home. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we do this? We'll just put these three on auction. On auction, our them, show auction right now. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Right now, and we'll yeah. we'll take them out of the gift box for our drawing later. Okay. Um, we have on all fronts issue twenty eight. And issue 29. And those will be up for bid here on the podcast. Let me see. They're pre-ASL. So that's not their SL and COI and Crescendo Doom and all that. And in addition to that, do you remember me talking about that campaign game for the Partisans that was in these? Oh, yes, which looked really kind of cool. OTRYAD. 
Oterad, designed by David Pope. It is the On All Front Special Edition Number 1. It's a campaign game set in the Bryansk region of the Soviet Union, Spring 1942, for the Squad Leader Series GI level. So we'll go ahead and put these up. Let's have your bids in by, is it safe to say July 27 again, so we can end all this on the same day, or do you want yeah. to? Yeah, that's safe to say. Okay, we'll just say that. Because we'll post this episode within. Listen quick and get in a bid quick. Yeah. So pay attention to the show, yeah. everybody. So those I'll run back home. Are so, you going to read those first? So the auction continues. Um, actually, I'm reading the 50s that are up. For, yeah, for okay. Now, or, up, yeah. or no, we're selling those on eBay. But they'll be sold by the time this airs. Yeah. So, should we go back to what's in the box? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Back to yeah. What's, what's in the box? box. Back to what's in the box. Or I'd like to do what, what you've been, been playing lately. Play lately. Oh, that'd be oh, good. That'd be good. <laughs> I had a Passel meeting, and Mark Woods played Ron Schatz. In this little number, Contact Front, which is scenario BC9 from Break Contact 2007. I think that's an Aussie thing. It certainly has Australians in it. And Mark Woods pulled that out at the last minute with a snake eyes on a close combat that allowed him to leave it and go into the victory hex. Wow. Yep. It is kind of amazing how often that happens when it's playing so ASL. improbable. Get right down to the last yep. turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll of the die. And I had played Ragnarok, which was Weeden Dahmer Bridge, Berlin, Germany. Ragnarok, Bridge in Berlin, Germany. J146 from the journal, trying to finish off Journal 9. Yeah. I lost to the person you're playing this Thursday. You, to Mr. L- Mike Mr. Lemke. Mr. Lemke. Really? Uh, wow. Yep, indeed. Uh, this one's very, very interesting. It has... Some Russian reinforcements coming up behind the Germans that are trying to exit. I know you don't like the exits, but in this one, I'll offer a bit of advice. You have these seven concealment counters for the Russian. Mm-hmm. So I kind of set up in the center, and then I move the concealment counters. When the when they get shot at or they're sighted or something, There's you know it's in the special rule. You roll, make a die roll. It could be a 6-2-8 squad. It could be a 5-2-7 squad. On a five to nine, oh. it's a half squad. So they're concealment counters that turn into something. squads, or right? Something. Or on a ten to twelve, nothing. You just remove the concealment counter. So okay. you place these counters separately. If you're playing Ragnarok, Ragnarok, place those guys on those far ends. Mike was able to slip around the outside. You know, he outflanked me. Yeah, and I was didn't have. I had these like one hex too far into the inside where I couldn't get a line of sight to him with them. Oh, that, I, I think see. that's it. When you have a, yeah. So were you even able to activate them? They or may did... not move or advance, and they do not affect the German concealment loss gain. Mm-hmm. And if a German unit fires into one or moves adjacent to one, that was it. Um, so I didn't have one where he moved adjacent. He could slip ah. around the outside. I want to. You want to force him to move adjacent as he tries to run off the board. That's then the way they get activated. You make the die roll and you turn up a six two eight that's adjacent. That's a twelve neg two shot. So it's very very tense. You know? Yes, right. He, he was. We were both like, oh, really tense. But I suddenly realized he doesn't have to go next to it anymore. Yeah. And my mistake. So I would give that piece of advice for Ragnarok, and that's what I've been playing lately. Ragnarok. Where did this come from? That's from the Journal Nine. Okay. I'm trying to finish those off sometime soon. And Suicide Creek, Dave Timonen, we've got another game coming up Thursday. Looks like fun. So you played this at the Passel Group just the other night. Correct. How was your turnout? Uh, just the four of us. Okay. Yep. Well, if you're in the Chicago area, call Dave. 
and join the Passel group. Yep, but only if you're actually going to attend. I did, listeners, if you're listening and you weren't invited, I cut the list back down to people who've attended, I don't know, within the last year or something. Three or four guys now. It's 12, dirty dozen. Oh, 12 guys, okay. Dirty dozen. Oh, that's not bad. And if, uh, yeah, you can actually make it to the meetings, you can email me again, I'll put you back on. Yeah. Always fun. So now is it time for what's What's in in the box? box? Yeah, we kind of did one, one, but what's in the other 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 box? box? Jeff, 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 Jeff. What is the name name of that? Elitai Canadian. Elite Canadians. Okay. The scenarios of Jim McLeod or McLeod. I well, I actually don't know how yeah. he pronounced it. I don't know. And it makes McLeod. me very sad because I did not know Jim McLeod or McLeod, mm-hmm. and he passed away in 2009, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll just read some of this yeah, letter. So where did this come from? From Paul Suderman, oh, vice okay. president of the Winnipeg ASL Club. We vice president? Given, yeah. They, who's, who's the they, vice president of your club? You are. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know. And he says, That's um, pretty impressive. Thanks for accepting this pack for review. Oh, it's a pleasure. We'll accept many things for review. Yeah. yeah yes, Send them on over. Yeah. I'm just writing you a quick note to explain a bit of the history involved. Canadian ASL Association decided that the Canadian ASL Open Tournament would take place in Winnipeg in 2012. The Winnipeg ASL Club decided, in addition to the regular running of the tournament, the theme of the mini-tournament would be scenarios designed by the late Jim McLeod. And he was a founding member of the club... And a tireless promoter and devotee of the game, and a great player. He had designed and published a number of scenarios in the Maple Leaf Route, a regular, irregular publication about ASL in Canada. And so we took six published scenarios and three unpublished scenarios and revised them, some slightly and others extensively, for inclusion in this scenario pack that was to be distributed to players in the Memorial Mini Tournament. And the... Um, text was updated and existing errata was incorporated and we think the revised scenarios are better than the originals and certainly um, have less room for confusion and so we don't know if these are available we were searching but it says eight packs were given away at the mini tournament attendees more were sold to other players attending the canadian asl open and about half the limited print run is sold so we're assuming you can find these i looked at lone canuck publishing I see their last pack listed in 2008 hmm. from this site, but maybe Paul will let us know, and I can type it into the posting, or yeah. or we can mention it next time. Yeah. And the scenarios are all designed by Jim, and they're they're very the, the quality on the printing is close to the the ones from Bounty Fire that Jeff yeah. ordered. Nice. A little bit different paper. It's not as glossy. It's um, more uh, matte finish. But it's a nice, heavy stock. And they are full color. Nice color. And uh, this one even has a color photo. Look at that. Overrun yeah. MLR09 in Normandy, France. British Germans. And they're all six to seven turns. Here's one grenade and bayonet on the Siegfried line. And when the when the parts of the board are not playable... They they leave it in black and white. Yeah, on the uh, and the color the parts in color map. are playable. Mm-hmm. Sneak attack has some SS against some British and Holland in April forty five. Of course, these look wonderful. Very nice. I've got one here that is um, Germans against the British in 
Ferrers, Normandy, France, Actually, July. We, uh, may not, I bet all these are Canadians. What do you bet? Double check your uh, uh, let, order. Oh, of yes, you're right. Yes, you are quite right. <laughs> yep. This is from this is Jim McLean. and the Canadians put yes. this out. Yes, pardon us. Yes, it's of course yep. the uh, Essex. Well, this one's a Scottish regiment. C Company, Queen's Own Rifles of Canada, in one, two. I have feature that unit. The Royal Winnipeg Rifles and Cameron Highlanders of Ottawa. Wow, I know so little about my Canadian fighting units. We should uh, study up on it a little bit, do a little reading. You think if we played these, we would learn a lot about it? I think we would, and maybe get a book on Canadians in World War II. There are several movies that feature Canadians in World War II. Actually, I found one the other day that I wanted to see again. I had to pause us for a second there and look this up because I remember seeing this movie as a kid several times, and I want to see it again. And remember, it was about Canadians. It's a World War II movie about um, Canadian troops and a group of ragtag American misfits. They have to come together to build um, some sort of special fighting group and then go on a mission. I don't remember exactly what the mission is, but next time I will because I'm going to watch this movie. It's called The Devil's Brigade. With William Holden, Cliff Robertson, Vince Edwards, 1968, in color. So maybe you'll watch that with me. Anyway, I want to see that to pay homage do you want to, do a, a movie to the Canadians. Of it Let's do it before you see it. Yes. Oh, before yes, I'd like to do a movie review before I see it because I'm probably a little more lucid that would... than what after I see it. I get all caught up in the details. So, nice Canadian pack, Elite Canadians. Yeah, very nice. We'll figure out where you can purchase that. It might be at the Pendragon store. I don't know, I was doing some more searching online. We'll find out from Paul. Yeah, we'll put a link on the show notes. And now... That was a nice what's in the box. Nice. And now, it's time for our contest drawing of the winner. Oh, okay. everybody, we've been waiting. Well, I haven't been, but the, well, en- the entrants have been waiting. What was our old contest... Jeff. That was call in and tell us, you know you've been playing too much ASL when? When? Just answer that question. And we had some very good uh, entries and for that contest. funny entries. Yeah, very funny. But we're not picking these in, in the funniest. No. Right? No. And uh, we decided just that call in and get your name in the hat. Each person gets one number assigned to them. Yeah. And our, our entries are Daryl, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, Dennis. Number three, Jack. Number four, Jim, caller from Virginia. We couldn't make your name out. And five, M. Rogers mm-hmm. called. And six, the very famous Sergeant Schmutz. Good entries. So we're going to do a random selection for the winner. We're going to. How are we doing that, Jeff? Well, I've got two D6 here because we're going to do a first and a second place winner. And right. uh, the white one will be for the first place winner, and the red die will be for the second place winner. All right. And this is going to be very dramatic. You're going to roll them at once? I, I'm going to roll both at the same time. You know, that's not very dramatic. It wasn't <laughs> very loud at all. I, I think we need something a little more dramatic. Here, I'll just do it this way. With a jar. Oh, a jar's a good idea. Or do it that way. Well, while Jeff's getting the appropriate jar, die rolling, just the right jar. I will tell you the prizes you may choose from. Um, I did not bring the World War II books that I have available. 
Darn. So I guess if you are interested in a World War II book, instead of these fantastic ASL prizes, then you could uh, email us and Gmail us, and I can tell you what your choices are. But hard to beat these yeah, wonderful great prizes. Entries. First of all, we have... Schwerpunkt. Number? Before I describe this, uh, make this clear. The winner, the first place winner gets to pick which of these two he wants. Or three or four or three. if he wants books. Okay, so he'll, we'll have a selection for him. And then the second place winner can choose from what's left. What's left of the wonderful prizes. Great. Okay, well, that's that's very nice. And, and that's great Schwerpunkt prizes. number. So, yeah, I've got Schwerpunkt, volume 16. It's just uh, Schwerpunkt 16, October yeah. 2010. Full of wonderful. We reviewed that on a previous show. You'll yeah. have to go back and find that review. Twelve scenarios complete with designer notes and analysis. This is, this is, this As is, usual yeah. from Schwerpunkt. Great stuff from Schwerpunkt. And great reputation. And personally, I'm a huge fan of Schwerpunkt, but also of the marvelous La Franck Terreur. And Thierry, full of, this is the whole magazine, France 1940, it's number 11, Le Magazine des Fantastiques de ASL. This, this, this particular one has a gun duel and platoon movement article and a GSASL campaign, mm-hmm. just solitaire, I think, and a new board landing on LFT number one. The board included. Very good. Like I read that. that I right? read that Remember issue. that, Jeff? Yep. Yep, because this was also Beautiful. donated to us by companies who care. Yes. <laughs> companies who care. When you care about Squad Leader, <laughs> to give the very best. And it has scenarios, scenarios in addition course. to that. And this series, now I haven't played these. I was remember I was into all the Russian Revolution ones. Yeah, right. And um, then I think next they hit, well... I want to bore everyone with talking about my squad leader experiences, but yeah, we wouldn't want to talk about too much squad leader on a show all about squad leader, <laughs> advanced squad leader. And so far, say. this show is like a whole lot of percent about ASL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's brimming. It's bursting with ASL. But the theme of these scenarios, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of French, and uh, I would think a lot of French because French. I, I, I well, think sort of that. The, the emphasis on this was that the French put up a very oh, good fight in, in 1940. 1940. You're right. They put up a very strong fight. They were very good soldiers, and they did very well in a lot of You are right. I engagements. remember, and now I remember reading it, too. Yeah. Because um, I had my own copy. I bought from... They weren't just a bunch of pansies. I bought my co- my own copy. This was donated... From Alex Key, right? From Alex Key. Yeah. Another person who cares. He cares. Yeah. And... So that's two prizes. That's a good egg. Then from the marvelous Bill Cobble, now we're we're auctioning off a lot of his stuff. We're keeping it as a second yeah. set for the Passel Club to use, right? So guys don't have to lug their equipment all over. But he did give us multiple copies of these home homemade. Well, they're professionally made leader counters that you can have made if you contact. I don't know where Bill got these from. He'll let us know. I'm sure has Lieutenant Gray, Corporal Gray. Uh, and cobbles in here. Now we each have a set, Jeff, of him, so we've kept them. Right. Uh, Slim Bart, Sergeant Winsky, Eloyan, DeLeo, Van Gaba. So, you know, you can get friends' names together and they'll make these leader counters for you. So, if any of the people we just named happen to want another set of your own name on a counter, or if you may know these guys, maybe you would like to have them. Um, or even if you don't know them, maybe you just like to have these If you counters. just want to stock them and collect all of their stuff, <laughs> or, or shoot them. <laughs> 
Yeah, or shoot them. Try and get, kill yeah. them in an NSL wow. game for some reason. Kind of creepy, really. That's prize number three. And prize four, five, and six might be some books that I should have brought. But yeah. Oh, what, do we have any double we'll books? We have from oh, our. Oh, yeah, we have books. We have double books. Uh, and oh, who sent us the books again? I do not remember the name of the guy that sent us the books. Oh, and we, I, I've just been searching through the email. I cannot find his name. Um, I don't well, know what's wrong? And we also threw away the box. We threw away the box. We got the instructions from you. So could you email us again, please? Yes, listener, uh, kind listener. And we're that hoping sent us some of them books. were good for for prizes. So we're yeah. going to offer up Jane's uh, both books from Jane's, published by Collins: Guns Recognition Guide, mm-hmm. Fifth Edition, and Tank Recognition Guide. Uh, it's actually got Smithsonian on it. Mm-hmm. That's got to be good, which is modern weapons. It didn't do historical, right? We looked through these last time. Yeah. So we'll send both of those out to you as a prize. So that's your prize selections. Great prize selection. Okay, so we were going to do the the drawing, the, the, dice the random rolling. selection, the dice roll. We decided the dice tower wasn't good, so I got, look, I got out the have a um, shellacked hot pepper. It's hollow hot pepper. They'll go right in there. You're going to break it by shaking it. <laughs> no, I'll be careful. These, my wife gave me this. All right, so here, here's the winner. First place prize goes to number three. Number three. Yes, you have that right. That is Jack. Congratulations, Jack. So and Email us, Jack. Gmail us. Tell us what prize you like with your address, and we'll get that right out to you. Yeah. Second place goes to number one. Daryl. Daryl. Excellent. Actually is in my D&D group. Well. So Daryl, Gmail us, and yeah. we'll pick your prize. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, congratulations to the winners. Thank you, everybody, for participating. And, of course, we've got our new contest going on right now, which is just call in and just say something, please. And we made it real simple. And do you know how many people called in since the last show? When how we- many? Zero. Oh, well. Those, well, the show just went out. Those who don't care. Yeah. We got lots of calls from people. Well, we got no calls from people that don't care. Right. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. So you people who don't care, start caring. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All you have to do is call up. You could do it. And say, my favorite nationality is them. Yeah. This guy's. Anything. Those guys. Pick a number don't even between have to one say and why. three. We talked about Are you about sticking that. with the number one to three thing? I thought sure. you were joking. No, I'm, I'm totally serious. Just, just All get right. some calls. That's great. So pick up your and phone. We'll do something more challenging for the next contest. For all those creative people. Yeah. We've got some good good creative people out there. Yeah, you know what we need, Dave? We need some rules. How about it? I love this song. I ask myself this a lot. <laughs> well... As I smack myself in the head. I think you're going to learn the rules now, Jeff. I can't wait. What do you got? We have rule section eight, special ammo oh, now. Section eight, special. We did cover this way early in an episode. Did we cover it? Not in as the same thoroughly. Yeah. Okay. And this will be a nice little review for everybody too. Yeah. So rule eight point one. You have special ammo. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you grab your rules, Jeff, I'd like you to read footnote 17. Oh, 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 leave it to me, Dave. Now, as he grabs his rules, footnotes, you know, in the back of each rule section, Jeff, have you yes. ever read them? Oh, yeah, I do. I've, I've read, yeah, 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 I do. Now, when you have special ammo, 
do you fire it like every time you shoot? I wouldn't. No, it wouldn't be special if you could fire it all the time. <laughs> so you have to announce it, don't you? Oh, yes. I see what you're saying. Yes. You definitely have to announce it before you do anything. Don't roll those dice first. Don't do anything first. Declare your ammo first. Correct. Now, that's part of the rules, people. So learn the rules. <laughs> hey. Uh, special ammunition. You want me to read this? Yeah, is that okay? okay? Sure. We got to fill up an hour show. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and if we run if we run out of stuff to do, I can show you how I'm learning to juggle. Okay. Um, special ammo types of available ammunition varied with each piece of ordnance, but as the war progressed, the combination. Oh, sorry. I'm going to need my glasses. Can I borrow yours? Yes. Is that going to work? Maybe they're bifocals. Because I'm old. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> no. No. Hold Can on. you squint? Okay, let me try this again. Got my glasses now. This will make a big difference. Okay, 17.8, special ammunition. Types of available ammunition varied with each piece of ordnance, but as the war progressed, the combatants often tried to overcome the shortcomings of their weapons with innovations and refinements to the projectiles. The availability of special types was always limited. However, due to either shortage of raw materials, local supply shortages, mass production facilities for its manufacture, or merely, merely the lack of room, especially in an AFE, to store and transport many specialized rounds beyond the standards, standard needs of more conventional AP and HE ammunition. All right. So not sure I heard that very well, but you, you did fine. Okay. So you have a limited quantity of of certain ammo types, don't yeah. you? Yes. Now, if I call a special ammo type, let's say high explosive anti tank, mm -hmm. and I have it, and I want to fire again because I have rate, can I switch my ammo type right there? I don't think so. Now I'm going to say no. You are wrong. Wow. You That's can. really rare for me to be wrong. I know. <laughs> yes, it is. So apparently they could v fairly easily, at will, grab grab a different round. Yeah, if it's all inside on the, need. the tank there, you know. Okay. And So apparently they didn't need to do anything special other than just put the ammo in. They didn't have to change the, the breech or... The no, they all whatever. had to fit in the same barrel, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So... What's the abbreviation on the counter for APCR? Armor piercing. I don't know either. Um, composite. Composite. Rigid. Composite. Right. Rigid. Right. And on the counter, though, there's just a letter. What is that letter? A. Correct. And if you're going to fire APDS. Armor piercing. piercing Discarding Sabbath. Oh, right. Not a word you hear a lot. Yeah. Sabbath. Sabbath. On the Sabbath. Right. Black, I don't work Black on the Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We knew that was coming. And what is the letter for that? That's a harder one. He's already taken by APCR. So yeah. APDS. D. Correct. And high explosive anti tank. Heat. H. H is correct. Do you want to read note 18? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> Please turn to page C24 in your 
ASL Bible. This won't be a responsive reading. I'm going to read this straight out. APCR. As the tank evolved, attempts to combat it with steel shot proved increasingly difficult as typical AP rounds then in existence tended to shatter at the high velocities necessary. Tungsten shot, although it would not shatter, was so dense that it required more propellant than the gun breaches could safely tolerate. The Germans were among the first to solve the problem by using a tungsten core surrounded by a light alloy body. This made a projectile of the necessary size, but whose weight was actually less than the standard steel shot, thus giving both a higher velocity and a shatterproof projectile. The only drawback to such ammunition was a lack of carrying power over long range due to its poor weight-diameter ratio. This ammunition was called PZGR-40 by the Germans and HVAP, high-velocity armor-piercing, by the U.S., but for our purposes, it will be referred to as APCR, armor-piercing composite rigid. The German supplies of tungsten were limited, and for them, such ammunition became increasingly rare after 1942. All right, thank you. So it really, this is like a solid shot, APCR. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to forget that. Composite rigid. So the center core is really rigid. Com- composite compo- means it's made of multiple. Right, multiple materials. materials. Okay. So if the back of the vehicle or gun counter has an A4, parentheses 5 on it, what the heck does that mean? What's the A4? Well, okay. So A. A means APCR ammo. Correct. The four means the fourth quarter. Of the football game. Uh, and the Bears are tied. And it's, it's the playoff against Green Bay. And we stink and lost. Fourth not quarter of 1945. No, that can't be. I've got that wrong. Four, 1944. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. How could I forget this? How, how could I forget this? Parentheses five. Okay, wait, hang on. Yeah, the, it's the funny numbers because the year, you know we the know number. we know the rules, <laughs> but when you're when asked to explain the rules, how many, how many, how many, how many, how many, in the middle of a game, probably I could pull that probably out. Probably it would just flow. Don't second guess yourself. That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the four is the is the year. Now, right. what's that parentheses five? Oh, that's the number you need to roll. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Five or less. All right. So five or less, you have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. So if you have the number D, all right. So you declare that you're going to use it, then you have to roll it to make sure that you have it. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. And if you fail the roll, then you don't have it, and that vehicle does not have it for the rest of the game. Uh huh. And if you tie the roll, um, I don't know what it happened? has it. It has it, but it can't fire it again. Oh, it only has it for the one time. Correct. Okay. So, if you have a D5, it has, what does that mean? Oh, that's the uh, APDS. Uh, S. S. And 1945. Correct. And if you have an H4. That would be the HE. AT. AT. In 1944. And A4, small number four. And slash three, small number five. Well, if it's 1944, then you need to roll a three. 
a four, I said. Or a four. Okay. And then a slash three, five. Then you need to roll a three in 1945. Uh, reversed. A five in 1943? Yeah. No. A four and 44 and a, no, you're right. A four and 44 and a three and 45. A three and 45. So in that case, that was, that would probably be on a, be on a German vehicle because they were running out of those materials. Correct. Later in the war. Yeah, typically they, yeah, for Germans, they often go less. And for Americans, probably right. it gets easier to get those uh, special ammos. I'm yeah. just making a guess on that. And actually, I think I inverted that when I first said it. So that initial A4 we talked about at first with a five, small yeah. five, I had it in parentheses, but it's not. It's just a small number. Was the number four, the large number is what you have to roll, and the small number is the year. The Correct. year. Okay. And then what happens if a unit is elite to the depletion number on the tanks? If the unit is elite? This is typically SS, Russian Guard units. I don't know. Yep, it's increased by one. Oh, okay. So if it ever says these units are considered elite for depletion, then you add one add to one all to the depletion, depletion numbers. numbers. Okay. And then that is um, also in the special scenario rules. And SCW stands for what? This is rule 8.3. I have no idea in this moment. Shape-charged weapon. Oh. Now, why don't they have depletion numbers? This is, oh, this is like, you know, your bazookas, those piats. Right. Shape-charged weapons. Why don't they have a depletion number? Well, first of all, tell me what the shape-charged number, uh, the sh- shape-charged weapon is. Oh, it's bazookas, piats. It is piats. Okay, it is. Okay. So then... Why do they call them shape-charged uh, weapons? Because they're like a bell shape. Well, that's just the Panzerfaust, I guess. Yeah. But it's certainly charged. It hits and it explodes. Okay. So, All right. So they don't – so do they – can they run out of ammo? No. A bazooka can never run out of ammo? Never. If it has a X number on it? You've all, well, yes, yes, of course, if it has an X number on it. And that's why it I doesn't guess that's have a depletion number. What they yeah. did was they factored that into the breakdown number. Okay. So in in the cases it may not be a breakdown, it could be you're just out of ammo with the bazooka. Correct, with the bazooka. Yeah. Yeah. But since these scenarios are so short and there's no lines of supply, once you're out, you're out. Yes, correct. And high explosive anti-tank. Yeah. um, That is an exploding weapon against tanks, usually, right? Can it hurt infantry? Yes. If they're behind a wall? Hard targets. Correct. Then the heat can explode, and it has an equivalency number, HE equivalency number. Rule 8.31. Ah, yes, right. Remember those? Yeah. And uh, also that's used for rubble determination and for collateral attacks. So hard targets would be buildings, walls, fortifications. Correct. And a collapsed building called? Rubble. Correct. Okay. So that was my next question. Yeah. Oh, good. And what is the... Uh, Firepower equivalency is one I never can remember. For armor piercing, there's also an equivalency. So it's like armor piercing can be considered like a large bullet just like shooting at infantry. Yeah. So you can fire it at infantry. Right. And it has an equivalency number. Uh, so what is the AP firepower equivalency for a 37 millimeter or less cannon? You're asking me? I'm going to take a guess. Six. Nope. 
Way less. Four, Way two, less. one. One is correct. Wow. Armor piercing greater than or equal to 37 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Two. Two is correct. A, pan, a bazooka or a piot. It says it on the bazooka counter. It actually has a firepower on there. Oh, it does. Right. That's Do you right. what that is? Yes. No. Eight. Okay. So, yeah, you can shoot that bazooka at a building. Blows up. Yeah. Has an eight firepower. But you can't shoot it at infantry in open ground. No. Won't work. Right. Heat. No. The Panzer Shrek, Panzer FK, PFK, which I don't think I've played much ever, uh, has a heat number of nine, and its firepower is 12. Nice. Yeah. Okay. PFK, that's the Panzer Faust Kleiner. The, the little, yeah. The little one. The line, Kleiner, yeah. yeah. Klein Schmidt, Little Smith. Right. My name means. And a PF, Panzer Faust, sorry, the first one was a Panzer Shrek, the P- Panzer Faust Little. And then the PF is a 16 firepower. Wow. Faust. Um, the, there's a note for the heat number nine, which was, there's certain weapons, a German 37 AT anti-tank and an AA gun, German 37 millimeter, have a special heat number of nine, depletion number. It looks like, I forgot my note, but I think that's what I was saying. Okay. So that's about all I had on special ammo, and I went back to the very beginning of the rule book, and just to make sure we covered everything so far, I came up with this. The rule A.12. So it's not even got a number in front of the point. Wow. White counters are color coded in um not black print <laughs> in non black print on white. Why? Why are some of the white counters green and some red? It designates which phase you remove them in. That is correct. And I didn't know that for quite a long time when I was playing this game. Uh, so all those all those counters that are white with red lettering, you remove, like pin counters, things like that, you remove at the end of uh, close combat. Correct. Yeah. That was my next thing. Oh, okay. At ones that are I don't in even green, need to write this. We could just talk. Well, ones that are in green, you remove at the end of the movement that phase. Movement, yes. Yeah. So that would be like smoke, and residual, residual. Yes. Yeah. Um, all capital attacker means what? You know, there's a small letter attacker and then all capital attacker. I don't know. Rule eight point eight. It's the person whose player turn. I figured it had something offensive. to do with that. Yeah. Right. Right, but I didn't know it. So, it, so if it's in lowercase, it means, oh, it means it's the defender's turn. But they're talking about the attack. He could be attacking. Yeah. yeah, I could be attacking in my turn. Yeah, but I'm okay. the game defender, so it'd be like the game attack. Okay, and then I can see why people. Oh no, attacker! I'm sorry. Is the player whose player turn is being played and can move? Yeah, sorry. That's the attacker. Yeah, right. That's the, then. Then there's like scenario defender. Yeah. And then smoke in all large letters. Big smoke. Big stinky smoke. And stink. little smoke together. Big, all capital smoke means yeah. all, all smoke. smoke. The other ones are 5H inch counter smoke or oh, okay. smaller smoke. And then adjacent in all capital letters. Adjacent in all capital letters. Yeah, it's different than being just next to them. I don't know. Boy, these are little things that. Yeah, when you play and read the rules, you probably end up understanding it. But yeah. uh, line of sight, you have to have a line of sight and can advance phase into the adjacent hex. Then it's adjacent. Okay, 
they share a hex side. So you could go, you can't move in the advanced phase into the building hex next door next to you mm-hmm. and up a level, right? Right. So those are not adjacent, all capital, ah. even though they're next to each other on the board. On the board. Like, yeah. Oh, and, wow. That's a subtle, but important. Yeah, typically that deals with, you know, close combat and all that. Um, rule A.1, I guess I went back and did, oh, a capital DR versus a small DR? Yeah. Roll two die as opposed to one. Capital N or into? Capital N, I-N? Or into? Or capital into? No idea. It means you're in the bottom of the gully or stream, empty stream hex, dry stream, in the bottom of the gully, so you're yeah. not at crest status. Oh. Move in or into Yeah, crest, bottom. right. A.5, attack die roll modifiers. When uh, one die roll, modif- one die roll, apply the mo- modifiers individually only to those units. So when you're rolling an attack die roll, it's just pointing out that the modifiers apply individually to the unit. So if one guy's in the building and one guy's in the open, they right, they have different modifiers. Yes. Okay. But it's basic. But And then 8.7, good order. Something I have to look up like every six months. Yeah, that's true. Can you remember what conditions? You cannot be which things to be good order. Well, you can't be DM. That is correct. Going for the easy one. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be dead. Correct. Probably can't be a prisoner. Oh, I don't have that here. Uh, unarmed can be good order. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Surprising uh, me. So. Pinned? Uh, pinned can be good order. It is, it is good order. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense that it is. Um, I think they're still functioning, I guess. Yeah, sure. Actually, unarmed is good order, but captured is not, so I was wrong. Oh, okay. Prisoners who are captured, not good order. Not good order. Prisoners who have freed themselves, unarmed, good order. Okay. But there's more. Well. Aren't there? You got the broken. If I'm berserk. Well, because you brought it up, I'm going to say no. And that's correct. Uh, you can't be broken, berserk, captured. And then these apply to vehicles. They can't be stunned. Right. Shocked. Okay. Or, Immobilized. And no one can be in melee. Immobilize okay. is okay. Oh, so I'm trying, okay. yeah, I'm trying to yeah, think, how I do guess, you, right. how do you remember? Well, if they're stunned and shocked, let's assume they got an injured person, they're not paying attention to what's around them. Right. They can't function. Right. So not good order. Broken, of course, they're running away, they're not looking around. Yes. Um, berserk, they're too crazy to look around. Too crazy. They're, they're only seeing <laughs> what's in front of them as they're charging. Captured, you can look around, but you can't communicate that to your friends. Right. So you can't spot, right? Right. Or do, or the, the, those things. And, I guess when you're pinned or CX, counter exhaustion, or task involved, then you're good order still. Still good order. Yeah. Although that TI, I would almost make that not good order because you're so busy tearing apart a. Mm. But don't want to confuse the audience. You're still good. You're looking around as you're taking down the. Must be. Blockade or whatever yeah. it is, the barricade. Um, yeah. They probably had a, a wrestling match over that one. Which way it would go. <laughs> in the rules. You do wonder. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what that conversation was yeah. like. And then if you have a triangle by a rule or a chart, that means what? That little triangle. By a rule means... Um, Usually they're on the chart. It says like, make a die roll here. Like a Bermuda triangle? Triangle, yeah. Uh, you can't apply something. Wow. 
Don't know. No leadership. Oh. So flip back through your your charts. Oh. Right. Look for that little triangle. And it's telling you you don't get to add the leadership modifier on certain things. And I can't even, I won't even try and name them now, but. Right. Well, DC. <clears throat> there must be something around DC because you cannot apply leader mo- Wonder, modifier when you're sometimes placing Sometimes clearance, DC. but, you know, again, yeah. clearance might count it. Okay. So anyway, that's a little bit of some rules for you. I ya. like that. Nice little things to remember. Boy, we're going on an hour here, aren't we? Yeah. You know? Do you know what time it is, Dave? Yes, this is so exciting. You know what's next, Jeff? I do. Play the music. Okay, that's close. No, no, no. All right. Play the real music, Jeff. Nice oh. try distracting us. Oh, I thought that was, uh, I thought you would accept. I didn't think you'd even notice the difference. <laughs> it was close. Ah. And there was much rejoicing. There can only mean one thing. You know, we promised this to Matt. Yes. Morocco. We have certain individuals that are big, big fans of this segment. And I, right. I really get it. You know, we've been doing this for four and a half years starting to grow on me. And we are done with all the boxes, I believe. Listeners, if we missed a box, tell us and we'll yeah. go back and do it. Yeah. But I think we're on to... Journals. The ASL journals. Sweet. Now, but wait, what came before the journals? Those other magazines that were just like the journals, they were made by Avalon Hill. They were called the... The annuals. The annuals. Right. Why aren't we reviewing the annuals? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Because... We don't have the annuals? They just... Use the same artwork from the game boxes. Yes. Yes. Cheaters. I got into my, I suspected that and I flipped through my annuals and said, oh, we've already done all this marvelous artwork. So we're jumping to the journals. Which issue should we start with? Uh, the earlier one. At the what, very beginning. Which, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. When you sing, when you read, you begin with. A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with? Do, re, mi. When you do the journals, you begin with? One. Journal one. <laughs> and so, <laughs> we have this wonderful I work of art. Take have, a look at that, Jeffrey. I have never seen this. Is this possible? This is by David Pentland. He did the uh, works we did in Operation Veritable mm-hmm. and others. Yeah. And they continue to use his work, which is fine. In fact, I think the color in this work, very drab, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. The drabness of the war. This is taking place in what town, do you think, Jeff? Well, looks kind of uh, like um, Belfast. No. Of course, it wouldn't be. No. No. It looks like Poland, like... um Stalingrad. Stalingrad. Okay. This is yeah. And I, I, I know Stalingrad is not in Poland. I saw you shaking your head when I said <laughs> Poland because the tank looks like there's Russian oh, tank. Russian well, that could have it. been invading Poland. It's Russian writing on it. I got I got thrown off. But it could have been invading Poland. Yeah, it could have been. But this is 1942. I've never seen this. This is wonderful. It's actually. not bad. Yeah, it's called Motherland: The Battle of Stalingrad, September mm-hmm. 1942, and it looks like to me like an old T-34. Flame-throwing yeah. tank. Yeah. Now, what I like is that the fire seems really bright. Now, yes. What has the artist done to make that appear bright? Well, all of the colors and the and the rest of the of the painting are very drab, like you said, very subdued. And, and so, so 
It's the so contrast. Good. Yeah, the contrast. An is element remarkable. of art that an artist works with mm-hmm. line, shape, contrast, balance, mm-hmm. unity, uh, contrast, working very well in this work. There's a little glow coming back there from that factory, too, to the right. I love the demolished building. Yes. Very Stalingrad-y. Is that a word? I think it is. It is now. We've entered a lot of new words into the language, the lexicon, <laughs> as we've as Now, the show stop looking inside the journal, okay, Jeff. sorry. That's Ooh. for what's in the box. Okay. Stop trying to distract well, us. Well, you know... <clears throat> Can I be a hundred percent honest? You may. You know, I have some problem with some I of the too. some Go of the perspective on uh, on some of the things. The way he's done the perspective on the um, the turret on the tank seems to be going left with a little bit kicking out to the right a yeah. little or something. Yep. And the way the head is on the soldier here in the foreground. Yes. Now this foreground soldier on the right. left. His right arm bothers me. It seems. Yeah, it's almost like it's. Um, like he's deformed. He looks a little like Quasimodo. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's what I was thinking, yeah. too. Sanctuary. Yes. We're not just insulting David Pentland. No, he's marvelous art. Better than yeah. I can do. Better than Jeff can do. You know, overall, I really like I like the picture yeah, overall. I just noticed nice. little things like that at detraction. And if you look at the men on the right, they don't yeah. seem to have that problem. No, they look very good. Um, right, but he, David's attempting something very complicated. He's showing men moving forward, hunching over, right, which gives you that hunch quasimodo hunchback kind of concept there and here they're pulling a, a machine gun on wheels so this yeah. must be one of those russian heavy machine guns right with that high uh movement point number right just bouncing along the ground there yeah. it's actually faster to pick it up i think like the german ones and here we see the men of colonel crickman's sixth guards tank brigade taking part in the soviet counterattacks in september mm-hmm in defense of the southern factory district of Stalingrad before their final October offensive. You can tell by the weather and so on. And so, yes, David, nice work on this one. And, and it uh, actually lays out well for the journal cover because uh, the top half of the work is sky, which makes a great spot for the title of the of the periodical right Correct. across there without it interfering with yeah, something. Yeah, and it was originally designed horizontally. So the original design you can find at Pentland Art, which we bookmarked on an oh, earlier show. Yes. But that'd be good. Um, there's another guy yeah, to the right running with a de- demolition charge or something. Oh. And a little a man off to the left of the tank, too, which are lo- missing in this. But it still works. Um, I think the composition works still pretty well yeah. uh, in this one. This must have been tremendously exciting. Issue one the ASL journal when that hit the mailboxes there must have been and this was 1999 there must have been a simultaneous cry of delight that uh, yeah, wasn't there, there was attention also a lot happened. of tragedy they, they ran short of copies of this there were oh. several people killed in struggles to get people's <laughs> copies it's a terrible thing yeah it's and awful then we have I don't hear the music oh I can't continue it's coming I must have the music. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There we go. You can break it up on me for the second part of the show, Jeffrey. Okay. We're looking at Journal 2, issue number two. Now, take a look, Jeff, up close. Equally fabulous. Another one that I really haven't seen. You you keep these hidden away. I hoard all these things. Well, and I haven't asked you because I know you would very generously offer to let me read these. Wow, this is is kind kind of spectacular. 
It is. St- stunning. I think he's, again, we have this muted color. Now, if you look at the original painting online, I don't know if it's the intensity of the computer screen being lit up, but the flame is even more, standing out even more. Mm-hmm. And there's some better variation in color than the, the actual cover of the journal. I'm guessing that this takes place, that this looks like Marines. That is the Marines. in the Pacific. Uh-huh, in Okinawa. That is okay. correct, in June of 1945. Yeah. It's the men of the U.S. First, U.S. 381st Infantry Regiment, 96th Division, supported by the tanks and the flamethrowing tank battalions during the assault. This escarpment was known as Big Apple. And this is in the last of a series of tough Japanese defensive lines on the south of the island. One thing I noticed, Jeff, when I was looking at the scenarios that I'm playing with Dave Timonen, Suicide Creek, from the Journal 9, I think, mm-hmm. of all the scenarios, maybe there's like six or seven, how many feature Japanese, a picture of Japanese versus a picture of Americans? Oh, my gosh. Not many, I would think. Correct. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think it was like two of the six or eight wow. or, you know, a very small proportion. Yeah. So, but... This work, in the original, again, it would extend a little bit more to the left. There would be two men huddled by that tank on the left. That tank okay. would not be cut off. Yeah. Okay. Neither would the one on the right. It would extend a little further. You would have the triangular design going up with the flame mm-hmm. and down the tank as you would look across. But again, making it less wide for the journal cover. Do you have any perspective problems in this one, Jeff? No, actually not. This one seems to lay out much better. It's more like a landscape, and and maybe just because the the work is more vertical, takes up more of the cover, less just sky. So there's a lot more going on here, and the way it's laid out. Correct. Look at the flames actually go on. into the a- word ASL yeah. Yeah. and seem to ignite it, ignite it on fire, yeah. light it on fire. Yep. But the tanks look uh, very realistic the way they're sitting and the way they're facing. I don't I don't have any of the same problems that we do, and we don't have yeah. a the men's proportions are better. They're simpler poses to paint, I believe, though. So their arms seem to fit nicely on their bodies, <laughs> their shoulders nicely, <laughs> and that's a a marvelous work. There are actually yeah, two planes coming in on the far right above that tank on oh, the right. You I'd don't like see, see that in that cover, correct? And it doesn't wrap around the back, yeah, or the side of the box because it's not a box. Yeah. So there we go. Now I don't know how many people are going to be able to actually look at this. Their journals, because a lot of our well, listeners are new players. So you're going to find that at the link to Pentland Art, which we yeah. put up in a previous episode. And maybe we'll do so again. Maybe not. I suppose then, these come up on eBay every once in a while, don't they? Yes, I wanted they to do. mention that uh, I was on eBay the other day and I saw Code of Bushido. Code of Bushido. Yep. Priced at $100. I'm kind of looking at Are you it. Serious? I'm thinking about it. Well, I mean, so far, hmm. you know, it'll go up. Well, so I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and that, that concludes. Well done, Dave. Box art review. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Always a pleasure. What's next? Let's get out of here. All right. I think we'll call it a show. We're going to call it a show. We're kind of thinking of doing shows that are an hour long so that people can burn them to CD. We have had a number of requests from people that don't have MP3 players and that that sort of modern technology. So we're going to keep these down to one hour. We'll, maybe we'll do them more often. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? We've been hitting a good clip the last yeah. couple months. Yeah. And you'll get an ASL extra soon, or already maybe it's already come out before this episode. Yeah. 
Um, not promising three like I did that one summer, but maybe I'll get two out this summer. Yeah, that'd be good. You're doing a great job, Dave. And you are too, Jeffrey. And so... We thank everybody for listening as usual. And remember, roll low and rally well, but not when you're playing us. Goodbye.